Uncertainty over the Russia-Ukraine crisis drives uncertainty in a lot of areas relevant for investors. Today, we'll focus on energy. Here's what matters. Live from New York City, I'm Lauren Goodwin, and this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we bring you the best insights from across the New York Life Investments platform, curated by the Multi-Asset Solutions team, because we believe that by sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everyone. It's the week of March 28th, 2022, and today I'm going to do something we don't intend to do very often, which is give you a solo episode. Next week, we'll have the Chief Investment Officer of Index IQ joining the program, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity in the meantime to talk about something that's been happening in the energy sector. Anyone with a car will have noticed that energy prices are sky high right now, and so I want to break that down and explain the component parts. In the very near term, so let's call it the next six months, we expect energy prices to remain high, supporting the energy sector. Why is that? Well, a few reasons. First is related to Europe's reliance on Russia. Nearly 34% of developed Europe's oil imports come from Russia, according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. And for that reason, the EU has been very hesitant to follow the US in banning Russian oil imports. But the threat of a European energy crisis is a key drag on sentiment, boosting prices in the near term. Second, Saudi Arabia has a huge role to play there. Saudi Arabia, Russia, and U.S. are among the world's top oil exporters, but it's Saudi Arabia that effectively sets prices in the market, and so far it's been unwilling to put more supply online to help bring prices down. And then third, unlike the Saudis, the U.S. has had limited ability to bring new supply online in the very short term. It can take anywhere from six weeks to three years to ramp up production, depending on the type of production you're talking about. And we believe many producers could be holding back due to the not-so-long-ago enthusiasm for a green energy push and against the potential for oil and gas. And so, again, all three of these reasons would support the energy sector in the near term because higher prices mean more revenue for the same activities that those companies producing oil and gas were doing before. Now, in the medium term, there are some reasons to be optimistic. First, the U.S. economy is more resilient to oil price shocks than it was in the past. We now essentially produce the same amount of oil that we consume in the U.S., and that reduces the drag on overall growth that higher oil prices might otherwise have because consumers are basically paying U.S. producers and supporting U.S. workers in that industry where they're paying for gas at the pump. And then in addition, the energy intensity of the U.S. economy has fallen considerably in the past several decades. Since the 1980s, our total oil consumption has increased only a little bit, where the economy has tripled in size. And that's important because it means that for every percentage point increase in oil prices, the impact on growth and inflation should be less than it was in the oil price shocks of the 1970s. Now, finally, if we think long term, we don't anticipate oil prices to stay this high forever. If the Russia-Ukraine crisis is resolved, then some of the aforementioned pressures will fade. If not, more supply will have time to come online to take advantage of higher prices. That said, we do have to say that the longer this conflict between Russia and Ukraine drags on, the more secondary impacts it may have on the global and U.S. economies. (music) 
That brings me to our portfolio pause, a segment of the program where we share an investment idea. And here are three ideas bringing these insights from the energy sector to a multi-asset portfolio. First, let's talk about the commodities themselves. Investors with the risk tolerance to withstand the typical volatility of a commodities basket of securities, or maybe those who have the tactical capacity to manage rapid ebbs and flows in commodity prices, they can do that. That's one approach to taking advantage of higher energy prices. For others, we focus instead on bigger themes like inflation resiliency. So generally speaking, just as an idea, leaning into equities where costs can be passed on, preserving corporate earnings, that could be a good option. We tend to focus on value-leaning factors such as earnings per share growth or high return on invested capital. There's also other asset classes that can provide cash flows that are linked to inflation and that are supported by more durable economic or policy trends. So here I'm thinking things like infrastructure or real estate or floating rate bonds or convertibles. These are potentially interesting options to, to build into a multi-asset portfolio when energy prices are on the rise. Finally, investors could consider leveraging themes related to the global energy transition. It's worth mentioning that while commodities tend to be a volatile asset class, periods of higher energy prices don't necessarily need to scare investors away from maintaining long-term exposure to environmentally focused strategies or thematics. Popular themes like electric vehicles or alternative energy could get a boost now that the U.S. and Europe are intent on reducing their exposure to Russian energy. So if you think about thematic strategies that cover transportation or new technologies or infrastructure that support these themes, that may suit a multi-asset portfolio. Coming up next, it's Jobs Week, which means non-farm payrolls figures will be released by the U.S. Bureau for Labor Statistics this Friday. We expect those numbers to confirm what the Fed has said recently, which is that the labor market is extremely tight. Last week's initial jobless claims fell to 180,000, the lowest in decades. And so despite all the global uncertainty, employers seem to be keeping workers. The economic outlook is just so uncertain, though, that the Fed doesn't have a super clear path. And that makes them and markets really, really focused on these numbers on Friday. That's it for today. We'll be back next week for more Market Matters and a new special guest. In the meantime, if you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views at newyorklifeinvestments.com and by clicking the Insights tab. Until then, I'm Lauren Goodwin. See you next time. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamox and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I will now read our disclosures from compliance. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which may vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific date, is subject to change, and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issue or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or adopt any investment strategy. There's no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities are distributed by Nye Life Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302, a wholly owned subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company. Nye Life Distributors, LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.